What's going on everyone? This is Juan Gray and welcome to the Words to Success show. So today we're speaking with my friend Melissa Vong. Melissa is a speaker, co-founder, and a serial entrepreneur. She has built multiple six- and seven-figure brands in the beauty and health space and is now taking the e-commerce game by storm. On this episode, we're talking about how sales is all around us, how today is the best time for women to start a business, and the importance of outsourcing, automation, and optimization. You guys are in for a treat. Hope you enjoyed the show. Vamos. Just do it, right? If you're a girl, a female, a young woman, a woman in general that wants to kill it in entrepreneurship or in e-commerce, you just gotta put yourself out there and don't take shit from anyone, right? Anything that guys can do, we can do it just as well and in heels. Never let failure get to your heart, but also never let success get to your head. Just, just do what makes you happy and everything else will fall into place. Melissa Vong, welcome to the most badass show on the planet. How do you do? Thank you so much for having me. I am doing awesome. I'm super excited to be here and hopefully I can provide some value to your listeners. Really excited to provide some words to success for you all. And I know that I'm in great hands with you as the host and we're super excited to, to kind of just share some knowledge, some of my experiences. Hope you guys can learn from uh, my past failures, successes, and yeah, I'm super stoked. Absolutely. No, I'm super excited also. I guess we could start by with some people who don't know you. Can you give me a little background about who you are and, and what do you do, how you got there? Absolutely. So my journey to entrepreneurship really started when I was young. My parents split at a very young age. So I mean, there was a lot of unnecessary, I guess, pressure. Ended up getting my first job, going door to door, in doing sales, selling paper subscriptions. And from there, that's kind of where I I guess, developed the hustle and learned a lot from that experience. What I learned was that I had to give value before I can take it, right? So when I was going door to door, knocking on people's doors, trying to sell them on this newspaper subscription, I'd give them a free newspaper. And that's how basically I got my foot in the door and then tried to close them on buying a subscription. So even at 12 years old, kind of like uh, tried a bunch of different things, learned a lot that experience obviously at 12 how good you can you really do but from there I kind of graduated into different types of entrepreneurship and figuring out as much as possible how I could make money to support my family as my mm -hmm. mom being a single mother trying to support her two kids obviously I felt the need to help in any way that I could other than offering like birthday money or anything like that but really just go above and beyond and kind of figure out what I wanted to do in life. So from there, I started with internet marketing, uh, using Twitter, CPA marketing, all really interesting stuff. It was all kind of new at, at the beginning, but it was my first taste of internet money. And since then, I was kind of hooked. So ever since then, basically just been exploring different ways and different vehicles to make money online, to absolutely crush it with internet marketing and meeting people along the way. So through my journey of struggles, of hardships, of learning new things and just trying new things, falling flat on my face, getting back up and then trying something else, I came across e-commerce. And that's basically where I am right now. So I started my first brand about two years ago in the beauty space. 
and it ended up taking off. And I just wanted to prove to myself that it wasn't just a lucky stroke, a stroke of luck. So I then went again and started six other brands uh, with other partners and basically just created this process where I can rinse and repeat and really just build effective and successful brands. Amazing. <laughs> that was good. I really want to get to, you know, the, the six brands, how you rinse and repeating the systems, all that. But if we kind of go back what you were talking about, um, you know, internet marketing and all the other ventures that you had before that they weren't working out the way that you planned, which one of those do you feel like, or, or which ones that you feel like gave you the skills necessary to actually succeed in the e-commerce business, right? Because I don't think it was just that you found the right vehicle because you can make any vehicle right right now with the skills that you have, who you, the person you've become, you could go start a business and almost any field and you're going to be steps ahead where you were in the beginning. Right. So can you go back in time a little bit and tell me a bit about that? Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think that every single point, and milestone in my life, it kind of just built upon each other. So every new venture that I started, again, I took specific skills from that, applied it to the next thing. And it wasn't just like overnight success, right? It was success over the years from all the different things that I had done and taking a little piece of each part and putting it into something that ended up working. To the, So I guess in this case, it would be e-commerce. So I think it's a little bit of timing, hard work and perseverance, as well as a little bit of luck. But essentially, the, the main thing that I learned from trying all of these different vehicles was that sales was super important, right? Mm -hmm. So sales is literally everywhere around us. If you're a guy and you're at a bar and you want to pick up a girl, what are you doing? You're wanting to sell yourself, right? You're trying to get her number. You're trying to close it, trying to take her on a date, whatever the end goal is. But ultimately, you're, it's all a sales game. I don't really want to call it a game, but it just basically is how it is. And I learned uh, sales skills in, obviously, car sales. I, I worked in car sales for a bit. I actually worked at Nissan as well as BMW and the used car dealership. And I learned a lot about why people buy, the psychology of why people buy and how they buy and feelings and how we can integrate neuro-linguistic programming to make people feel a certain way when they're making these decisions to ultimately buy and pull the trigger on a purchase, right? So a lot of these skills that I developed were because of old ventures and um, sales and networking were probably the most prominent things and I guess reoccurring uh, themes in most of the ventures that I've participated in. So like network marketing, for example, right? I actually was with a company that was selling energy drinks. A lot of millennials might be familiar with it. It's called Verve. And basically with that, it was my first network marketing company and I just learned how to meet people. I learned how to put myself out there and just network and then tailor a solution to that specific person and what they're going through and what their goals are. So by fully understanding the psychology behind people and how we think, it really, really helped in developing skills for creating new packaging for a product-based business, right? So all of that learning why people buy and applying that to the packaging and the way you present your brand really makes a difference, especially in e-commerce. You're competing against so many different people who probably sell the same products, probably use similar manufacturers as you, have similar quality, but what's going to set you apart is how you portray your brand and your brand presence 
or the values you back, right? And that can all be shown and communicated through your packaging. Absolutely. That's actually hilarious because I actually sold quite a bit of Vima myself. <laughs> no I feel like yes. I meet a lot of successful people that started with Vima and that kind of was the catapult to launching them into entrepreneurship in general. So I think that's really funny. That's, that's so funny. Yeah, no, it's, it's true because you, you, you have learned so much through that just because you just the amount of rejection, right? The amount of rejection, the amount of things that you need to do to um, learn to get people on your team, everything from sales. There's just so many skills and, and obviously personal growth and personal development with your mentors and all that. Right. Um, so I, I just thought that was pretty, it's pretty interesting um, as well. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was actually in Arizona and something that kind of came full circle for me was I was sitting in BK Boreco's house and I didn't even realize it at first. So wow. essentially I met up with um, this guy who was the CEO of a Bitcoin energy drink and we were just talking about his ventures and what he was doing. He was using Amazon FBA, which is actually what I specialize in. So mm -hmm. he was using Amazon FBA to fulfill his energy drinks. Next thing you know, like I'm just giving him a little bit of value, kind of like letting him know, hey, if you want, I can take a look at your listing, see if I can help you convert better. And the next morning he messages me, asks me to come over to uh, an office, but it wasn't actually an office. I get, I get to this address, ends up being BK's house. And I didn't even know until I walked in and I saw this huge portrait of him. BK was actually on vacation. So I guess he didn't even, he wasn't actually there and he didn't know I was there. Just this crazy feeling knowing that hey i started with vima and now i'm in the owner of vima's house sitting at a table helping them with their next project mm -hmm. no, that's super interesting super interesting and right now with what you're doing with uh your brands in e-commerce what was your your first kind of um interesting what was your first breakthrough you know like you had multiple different things that didn't work out then what was the first thing that worked out and then how did you handle that how did you feel as well yeah, I mean, I have many successes within the different ventures because as you go along, you get better, right? With each new thing that you try, you obviously have past experiences that help you kind of develop a better game plan on how you're going to execute. But I think the biggest breakthrough for me was not just finding the right vehicle. So Amazon FBA, for example, for e-commerce, but like actually understanding the trends and then uh, basically using those trends to your advantage. So for example, last year, Amazon sold about 49% of all online sales that they accounted for, right? Which mm -hmm. is absolutely huge. So you know that Amazon's not going anywhere. And if Amazon's doing such a huge chunk of e-commerce sales, it might be worth looking into, right? So that's where I saw opportunity with Amazon and not just launching a brand right off of the, out of the gate with your own website. And I know a lot of people do it very well and successfully, but if you're just starting out, you might want to look at Amazon as a platform to launch your product. And you can obviously get sales off of the platform too once you build that initial brand awareness. So once you start selling on Amazon, you have access to this trusted marketplace. So people that literally go to Amazon just to buy stuff, like this is the main purpose of Amazon. It's a search engine for people that want to buy something. So the best place to put your product is probably on Amazon, especially if your margins make sense, obviously. Uh, it's definitely worth looking into and kind of just starting on their platform, 
getting that traction and building brand awareness using it. So you don't have to necessarily start from scratch. I tell people you never need to reinvent the wheel. What you want to do is make sure you get your brand out there. And what you can do is you can look for products that people are already uh, buying and basically just do something better, right? Select a product that people are already buying, take a piece of that market share, do it a little bit better. And then once you have those revenues and those cash flows, you can experiment with all sorts of fun stuff. Maybe you do custom formulations for your products. Maybe you do something a little bit crazier that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. But in the beginning, you want to start with what you know and what is already converting. Mm -hmm. Totally. So about half, about half, like I was telling you uh, before, uh, of the audience that we have are female, um, you know, are, are female. And I would say a grand majority of them are entrepreneurs as well or aspiring entrepreneurs. So what pieces of advice can you give um, some of these, these girls who want to be doing like what you're doing right now? They want to be in the e-commerce space. They're very passionate about uh, a certain product, about delivering a certain value or um, service. What kind of advice can you give them to be to get to first successfully start selling that and also to then have multiple brands that they're also passionate about and that they could deliver value to? I think that's a great question. Definitely want to see more females in the space, especially uh, for beauty companies. You'll mm. notice that a lot of the CEOs are men, which is absolutely insane to me, right? These CEOs are men, but they don't fully understand that us females go through like they're not the ones using the products every day right so how do they know what we want so I think it would be great for more women to step up and into these leadership roles but I think it really just starts from within right every day growing up as females we're always told that we're not pretty enough that we're not smart enough we're not good enough right so it's just up to us to flip the narrative and tell ourselves and really just believe in ourselves and know that we are we are good enough, right? To take action and develop your mindset to make sure that people aren't getting to you on a personal level. Like anything that people tell me, anything that's, that's negative. Like for example, uh, when I was in business school, my guidance counselor told me I would never make it in business because my grades weren't where they're supposed to be. I was literally crying going out of there, but I also took that as sort of a fire that kind of lit under my ass. I don't know if I can say that on this podcast, but, but yeah, it lit a fire under me. <laughs> and it basically motivated me to not just prove her wrong, but also to prove to myself that I was good enough to step out of my comfort zone and really just take control of my own future. So right now is probably the best time for young females to start a business or go into entrepreneurship because there are a lot of resources out there dedicated to females, right? You can get loans, you can get grants that are specifically for females in business. And because there aren't a lot of females in this space, I feel like we're underrepresented and that because there's not a lot of us uh, kind of taking initiative to start these massive companies, a lot of people are realizing, hey, we need more women in this space and we have rewards for them, basically, right? Mm -hmm. So SheEO, for example, is an organization that was started to help females in leadership roles in business and they actually offer 0% financing for business ventures, right? So you can apply for these grants, these financing options as a female, as long as your business is owned by majority by females, 
So mm-hmm. I think it's really cool the time that we live in. Even though e-commerce is a very male-dominated space, I think that girls absolutely kill it because we're emotional beings. We buy on impulse. We understand emotions. We gossip a lot too. So we have conversations amongst each other and that's why we buy. We also account for the majority of the purchasing power online. So it doesn't it make sense that a female is in that leadership role to actually create products that we know that we want. So my, my word of advice is just to just do it, right? If you're a girl, a female, a young woman, a woman in general that wants to kill it in entrepreneurship or in e-commerce, you just got to put yourself out there and don't take shit from anyone, right? Anything that guys can do, we can do it just as well and in heels. So all the power to us. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And, and how do you go from having a first successful startup, you know, a first successful uh, brand to then branching out into other brands while still staying focused? You know, I think a lot of people, I, I see, you know, friends of mine who have hit, you know, a brand that is very successful. And then sometimes when they start kind of going into many different places, that first brand kind of goes down a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, not all the time, but how do you keep the same focus and make sure that they're all mutually growing and helping each other? Cause for me personally, when I, in the different stuff that I own, I make sure that they all kind of help each other and they're all part of who I am as an essence. Right. So it doesn't, it almost like they're all mutually growing together because of each other instead of, you know, kind of taking attention away. But I think that's not an easy thing to do. So what would be your piece of advice on that? Right. I think you make a great point that you want to find things that complement each other rather than kind of dilute your attention from something. So Mm -hmm. it all comes down to focus, right? And what I tell people all the time, there are three main things that you need to do as a business owner in order to scale a business, right? So you got to outsource and be comfortable with it. You got to optimize that, those processes, and then you also got to automate it. So just to break it down into more detail, a lot of people especially people like me who are perfectionists and feel the need to do everything ourselves. We need to be okay with letting someone else take over those day-to-day tasks that you shouldn't be doing as CEO of your company anyways, right? If you're a CEO, should you be calling your customers? Maybe in the beginning. Yeah, that's fine. But as you grow, you shouldn't be doing these day-to-day tasks that ultimately take away your attention from the main objective, which is growing your company and helping as many people as possible, right? So you just need to relinquish that need to do everything yourself and really just outsource as much as possible as soon as you can. As soon as you're profitable and you have money to allocate into hiring the right people, to bring on people onto different teams, creating new internal teams that can handle your day-to-day tasks, then you got to do it. And as soon as you start outsourcing them, that way you can figure out what's working, what's not working, then understanding how you can optimize those processes, how you can make sure that it's cash flow positive, that it's not really taking a lot of income out of your company, but instead growing your business, right? You're always going to have unmotivated people. So you're going to have to hire people, but also be comfortable with firing people if they're not, I guess, living up to the standards or executing as well as you thought that they would in the beginning. And that is something that people need to be comfortable with, hiring and being able to fire people or cut people off if it's not right for the company or if it's not a right fit for that individual, right? Because you're not doing either of yourselves any justice. If you're keeping on this person who's basically just dead weight, 
who's holding your company back from growing because they're taking financial resources, but at the same time, they're not growing within the organization, then again, you're not doing either of yourselves any favors. And then after you optimize all of your different processes, you want to automate it. So you want to make it in a way where it's, it's free flowing, right? It's this well-oiled machine, just like any franchise. That's why they succeed. And that's why there's hundreds of thousands of McDonald's all over the place because they've learned how to franchise and automate their system. So they have different roles that they have automated. They have different processes. Document all of it, right? If you document your processes, anything that you need to do more than once, you want to put it into a process. So anything that's done multiple times, especially things that are done on a daily basis, you want to make sure that you have a strategic process laid out and you can use things like process street you can use a sweet process to really just document all of these things and then that way you can share it with your internal teams so that's really what it comes down to if you want to build a successful business and scale it without taking too much of your attention then you're gonna to want to focus on uh, optim or outsourcing optimizing and automating absolutely uh, those, those are all those are all great points and if you let's just say once you have all those stuff delegated um, properly, everything's automated. What are the things that you personally are the stuff that you would do? Like let's just say you wake up in the morning, you have like your morning routine or or whatever, which I think is cool that we can maybe dive into because I think some people can you know be inspired. I always find it very interesting what you know different people do in the morning. Um, but also, what are the stuff that you do on a daily basis that you feel like you need to take care of yourself to make sure that your mo your businesses are you know running smoothly and also that are always growing? So, kind of two For questions. Sure, yeah. yeah, I think that everyone's roles are going to be different depending on the space that you go into. But for me, in e-commerce and what I personally do, so I actually have an accelerator where I not only invest in brands, but also help them grow as well as take care of specific, um, I guess, elements or parts that go into building a successful Amazon brand or an e-commerce brand. So everything that I've outsourced is anything that takes um, that I'm not good at or that someone else is better at, right? If I can find someone that's 10 times better at design work than I am and they do it 10 times faster, I'm of course not going to be doing that on my own time. So Design work, that's all outsourced. Customer service, that's all outsourced. But in terms of like my day-to-day my -day and what I actually do, so most people, they think that they have to have like a set schedule. I'm more of a flexible type of person and I obviously, structure is good to an extent, but you can't just plan every single minute of your day and expect nothing to go wrong, right? So for me, I'm kind of more, pro I'm not just proactive, but I'm also reactive to how my day changes. Because if I want to take a, an additional meeting that day, I want to have the time available to do that. If I want to um, live life on my own terms and build something that's not just very structured and requires me to be at a computer for like from this time to this time, obviously time blocking is important and that's something that I do practice. I try to take weekends off, make sure that I have that balance. But for me, there's no real structure because I'm always traveling, right? I'm, I could be on a plane one morning or in the evening, right? And that's obviously gonna change day to day. Um, what I mainly focus on is just like the communication aspect. So I do a lot of emails, communicating with suppliers, making sure that my supply chain is intact and figuring out different and new ways 
that I can help grow my business. So my expertise kind of lies in like the marketing side and the branding side of things. So any new internet marketing type stuff, that's what I actually enjoy doing. So I love doing it. And that's sort of where my time is prioritized as well as making strategic business decisions, right? So for mm -hmm. example, if there's a new product that we want to launch, I will offer my input on specific products, kind of just look into it just um, on my own time. But I would obviously have people that do some of that initial research for me, export that, send me all of the important stuff, and then I take a look and then make those strategic business decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I love that. I love that. And Mel, you have such a, you have such a beautiful energy about you. I feel like just like, I'm sure you get told often. Um, Thank you. That's very sweet. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> I just get really excited and passionate when I talk about this stuff, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so let, let's just say there's for sure times where maybe you don't feel, you know, you don't feel maybe as, as great or things happen. So what I'm interested in is how do you get back into your natural energy of when you're excited, when you're passionate, like, do you do, is there anything that you, that you do to kind of switch back into, into that when things are happening that are maybe, you know, out of your control? Yeah, for sure. Like even just this past week, for example, I was in the hospital because I had, um, it was an intense pain in my neck. So they ruled it out to be turtle colis um, or something like that. But basically it was just an intense pain that was going down from the left side of mm -hmm. my neck through my shoulder blades down to my fingertips. And it was caused from intense or repetitive strain, probably from my posture because as an internet entre entrepreneur that works on her laptop all the time, especially if you have busy seasons like Q4, right? This is like the busiest time of year for us. Sometimes you get distracted and you don't take care of yourself. You forget to eat and you're, you end up working for 16 hours straight without even realizing it. And it's really bad for your health. So it was kind of a wake up call that ended up having to go to the emergency, um, ended up getting on some really strong pain medication to, so that I can recover and basically just took it easy. So sometimes you just need to take a step back and understand that your health is your greatest wealth and you can't operate op in an optimal way without being fully healthy and functional. So what I like to do is go on walks usually after I eat because that helps with my digestion and obviously increase blood flow. And it just helps you clear your brain, right? Any sort of physical activity really helps in just increasing that circulation and blood flow and really helping you see a little bit more clearly rather than being locked up inside all day, getting depressed because it's cold outside and really just being all cooped up and then you turn into a potato because <laughs> you're not active. So mm -hmm. that was kind of just a wake up call for me. Um, meditation usually really helps if you can even find five to 20 minutes a day and just implement it using like an app called Headspace. That's an easy way to kind of get into meditation and implementing it into your life. But that usually helps me kind of just, okay, take a breather, focus. And then you can kind of get back into it once you are there mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And how, how often do you do you meditate? You think on a every morning, actually, every I, morning. I have an alarm that I set up in the morning. So I get a notification. At least I try every morning, 
that's kind of the goal. But again, you never know. Something might come up. You might have a call or you might have like late brunch plans and I can't just meditate while my friends are having brunch in front of me, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. And what, what is a, what is success to you now? Success to me is, I guess everyone kind of has like their own interpretation of success, but along the years it's kind of changed for me. Um, But the one thing that kind of stayed stagnant and, Uh, constant in everything that I do is just making sure that I'm happy and that Mm -hmm. the people around me are also happy and taken care of right so as I kind of progressed on my entrepreneurial journey I always thought oh if I had a hundred thousand dollars I'd be happy if I had a million dollars I'd be happy if I had this or that I'd be happy and when you have those things you realize that like material possessions aren't necessarily the end goal it is a trophy of your accomplishments but what have you done to really help other people and do you get satisfaction out of that so for me my mother has always been a huge I guess motivating factor for me so to be able to help her pay her bills and give her money when she needs it like to me that is uh, my own I guess personal success right and then also to scale that and help other people. So everything that I do is kind of just to help as many people as possible. So with my brands, I'm in the health and wellness industry as well as the beauty industry because I want to help people, even if it's in the smallest way, right? If I give them more confidence or if I give them more energy and help them feel better about themselves through these products, even just a little bit, to me, that is a successful day. Or if I can impact someone from one of my Instagram stories or posts or captions, that is success to me for that day, you know? Like there's little things that kind of add up and anything where I can help impact people and really just change their lives, even if it's in the smallest way, that to me is success. Right. Amazing. And is there any, any uh, books that you read that help you achieve your meaning of success? Yes. Yeah, so the, the first real, I guess, personal development book I read was Think and Grow Rich. It was actually recommended to me by Bob Proctor, who I looked up to very, very much. And that's kind of what catapulted me into reading personal development books. So since then, I've obviously read all the classics, like How to Win Friends and Influence People, or like, um, there's so many great books out there, like The 4-Hour Work Week, and that helps you understand how you can actually get more work done in as little time as possible. But yeah, a lot of great books out there. I'm I'm starting to listen to more audiobooks, just because you can have them in your car, it's a little mm-hmm. bit more, I guess, productive that way because then you can kind of multitask. And what are some of the latest books, like some of the best latest books that you've, you've been reading or, or just listened like audiobooks, you know, like more, maybe more, um, more advanced, right? It was a really good one. It was more about psychology. Uh, that was a, that's a recent one. It was recommended to me by a friend and I love reading books based on recommendations from people. So that one uh, is a really good one. And yeah, I mean, I don't read too, too much just because I don't have as much time as I'd like, but I listen to more podcasts than anything. Mm-hmm. That's great being on yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess I'll, I'll ask you one last thing about uh, just your, your fire. Like what is 
that fuels you every day when you wake up you're, you're passionate what is also I guess here I'll actually kind of kind of had another question that I'd rather ask where is Mel in five years with the fire that you have right now in five years from now I want to have an organization um, like a nonprofit that's kind mm -hmm. of one of my main goals as well as a school not really a school I would say but more a facility or um, even like a not really a fraternity but some sort of place where entrepreneurs can or people can learn skills that entrepreneurs need on a day-to-day -day basis i do want to obviously help more women get into the space so it would be mm -hmm. cool to have like a chapter house that facilitates growth for women and also raising awareness for mental health because that's something that's really close to me um, especially uh, women with eating disorders or suffer from mental illness right so that is kind of my main goal what i'm working towards and obviously everything that I do now, it kind of leads up to that point, but also helping other people feel what I feel, right? Like you said, I have this fire about me because every time I come up with an idea and then it becomes physical reality, I'm holding a product in my hand and I'm like, damn, I made that. Like that's the most insane to me. If I can help more people feel that way about either their own product or brand that they started or their own venture that they started, something that is theirs called their own baby. If I can help facilitate that and help more people get to that point to feel something like that, like that would be amazing. So in five years from now, I want to say, okay, you have it on record. I want to help a thousand people feel that feeling at least. Amazing. Love that. Last thing uh, as we wrap up, if I give you a paper right now, a piece of paper and not paper you had to write um, from everything that you've learned, what are the things that are most valuable? And this is a paper that you're going to be giving to someone that you love, maybe a, a future daughter, son, um, someone that can learn from all your experiences. You're still very young, but you've still learned a lot you know, until now. So what would you write on that piece of paper if it was your last day and you had to give it to them? What would be your words to success? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one, but I like that. Um, basically I would start with dear, I guess, loved one. <laughs> um, on your journey to finding out what your purpose is, you're going to experience a lot of setbacks, a lot of things that will hold you back. A lot of things that will make you question whether or not you're good enough to succeed in whatever it is that that makes you happy right a lot of people talk about finding something that they're passionate about that makes them happy and to do that one thing and i completely agree but of course no one's gonna know right out of the womb what the what makes them happy or what their purpose is so you're gonna have to try as many things as possible and don't let failure deter you instead fail fast fail forward and take everything that you learn in from those learn from those experiences to make you the person that you are right you're not defined by the last mistake you made you're defined but by what you do next so never let failure get to your heart but also never let success get to your head just just do what makes you happy and everything else will fall into place love mel <laughs> <laughs>
I love that. There's actually uh, one person who, who once told me, he's like, Juan, no, he told me in Spanish, nada más tienes que tener razón una vez, which means you only have to be right one time. Because I had told him about all these things that I tried and then I almost, it almost worked out. And, and now and he's like, Juan, you only have to be right once, right? And this could be with uh, a business, with, um, you know, with a, a potential girlfriend, boyfriend, finding the right person, anything like that. If you keep trying, you keep pushing, you keep working and you keep becoming better as a person um, from everything before, you only have to be right once, right? So I love your, your word success. Mel, thank you so much for having on board. I told you, you have an amazing energy about you and I, I truly appreciate you. And, and uh, also that everything that you do, I think really comes from, from the heart and you want to help people and that's, that's inspiring. So thank you. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. All right, I hope you guys found value and inspiration in that conversation with Melissa Vong. If you want to find out more about Melissa, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes, and it's all there. Also, the team and I would love to know what people and what topics of conversation do you want on future Words to Success episodes. Let us know, and we'll keep the fire coming. Vamos. 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 Vamos.